My name is Sergio Chavez, and I am at Ramcast. Yeah, I cannot say it that cool as I wish. <laughs> Today we are interviewing two great people that are administrating Rambu, which is the house where we have the podcast studio, where we were allowed to have the podcast studio, and it's this house has so much life. Um, you guys have uh, organized so different things and you have hosted other events. Maybe let's talk about what is Rambo today. Sounds like a good place to start. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Um, wow, okay. I mean, it's not an easy question, what is Rambo? Anyone who is from around here sort of has lots of uh, notions and connotations and memories of it just in the name but anyone who has never heard of it before needs a bit of background so it is a large large building in the town of Tinset where we live originally built in 1889 as the council building and has been a number of different things over the years and it got to the point at one stage where it wasn't very well used or used much at all and in 2015 when we moved to Tinset we started renting half of the downstairs where we set up our printmaking studio and we ran that for a couple of years before eventually negotiating a new contract with the council to rent the entire building so that that takeover took place in early 2019 and we have been working since then to make Rambu a united building again with to sort of re-establish its identity and re-establish it as a cultural arena a place where both art and events and stuff happen hmm. because i i saw that uh, i mean rambo before from the 80s or, or something like that it didn't have a direction i think after you came i have seen more or more a better a better future for rambo a direction a place to go and a house where creatives can thrive and that that is really important uh, to have a, like some sort of a structure because Marius, when you came here into the first time you came to his house, I mean, how was all the rooms? What what did you see here? Well, this was just a, a dumping ground for every activity that had sort of been here since, yeah, the 80s. It was storage for uh, items for the flea market. The, the room we're in right now actually was a sort of a jam room for punk kids little rock and roll kids it was just stuffed stuffed with uh, boxes and boxes of junk that no one really wanted but no one really had the energy to to take to the dump either so we just it was just a collection of of all kinds of junk that no one really wanted and i think that's sort of the embodiment of of how people have seen this house locally is just sort of this uh, dead space that that it, i mean has a lot of cultural value and history but sort of the the idea of tackling the space and and, and sort of re-engaging it revitalizing it was such a huge undertaking that no one in their right mind was was about to do it yeah, yeah. i can imagine and then we came along yeah <laughs> yeah and then we and then we just did it yeah yeah, yeah i mean because marius you helped us build this uh, uh podcast studio i mean you you did a lot of the work here or uh, old all or, of the work, all of the work. <laughs> uh, and i remember coming to this uh, podcast studio and it was uh, just a starch place where i, I couldn't even see what was here because it was so much different things that 
your lights weren't working yeah, nothing yeah, it was just was a working. dark hole yeah. full of full of boxes and this was actually the room that you couldn't physically walk into yeah. i'm not and that, that's not an exaggeration yeah. the boxes were stacked higher than like they were taller the stack was taller than we were and they were right to the door so you mm. couldn't even like step two feet into this room yeah because uh, i mean and there are there were many ram many rooms like this in rambu they were all like this they were all like that yeah and then you came in and clean up how many like i mean how much time do you work no i just to... no one's counting i mean but, a lot um, of a lot yeah. of time you know yeah, we got some help. We got some hands in here and we just dragged everything out and took it to the to the dump. And I mean, we repurposed some of the stuff, but it, there was just too much to to handle. Mm. Um, so we just uh, we just had to throw it out, you know. Yeah. And it's cool that you guys took the best things and then uh, that you took uh, I mean, you hold uh, for for instance the, the the old chairs that are from I don't know which year, but old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that are like from this old cinema because yeah you can say that something uh the second floor of this house is a cinema <laughs> so that you can imagine how big the the house is yeah so we're actually in the green room the the backstage uh so directly behind uh, sergio here there's a door about halfway up the wall uh, that leads onto the stage uh and there is a canvas there which mm. we project uh, films on and this was the cinema uh for the region uh, ever since 1919 up until mid 80s i think and then they built a new council building a super sweet like scandinavian brutalist uh, concrete <laughs> block which i think is pretty nice but it's actually been voted the ugliest council building in all of mm. norway by somebody but i don't know i think it needs a little bit of a paint job it could be really really cool but uh yeah because i mean you you said about this uh, this is the backstage like we come into the back yeah you have had some have you had some uh concerts here so that, that was actually the first event we had was sort of a cover band i guess tribute band tribute band that's what i yeah, it's a better better title but i mean we had like 200 people in here this was pre-corona and the place was just packed and I, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a really good time anyway i i, I think most people did it was it was also sort of a, an interesting test to see how the floor was gonna hold up <laughs> because if there's one story that's repeated to us over and over again by people who have grown up here is that they remember the time when uh, they were no longer able to dance um it was a particular type of dancing i think where everyone is kind of in unison and it's like a conga line or something and yeah sort of jump around so so when everyone three, was three it's like two jumps forward and one jump back two jumps yeah yeah and they were just resonating the whole floor was just so, yeah so there was movement like in wave. the floor but yeah. they were saying when the problem with <clears throat> everyone doing it in unison was that the floor started coming up to meet them because it was like moving so much oh. so we obviously knew when we decided that we were going to run this building that, you know, we were dealing with a very, very old building with some issues or whatever, which we actually very much see as part of the charm. And we have no, it's not a vision of ours to make it very modern or anything. Uh, 
but obviously some things you need to be practical and functional yeah. so that first concert was a good test to see if actually we could uh, yeah. if we'd all die yeah. yeah i mean we did have people who come came and checked but, well, yeah. how, how was the weather then because i mean today we sit here and we have uh jackets and uh, minus 25 in tins at norway in the middle of norway if you want to check in the map so how was the weather when you had the first event i mean it was hot in there just because we had so many bodies in there okay uh, we opened all the windows and i was sort of sitting in the window and i was still cooking <laughs> which is yeah. actually the opposite of the problem we normally have because okay. uh it was may also so it was a pretty warm time okay. of year but well pretty warm for here um but the problem we have otherwise is that it's hard to run events here in winter because our main source of heating in this old cinema theater hall is a, a wood stove which mm. is very very charming but not very very practical for uh, having enough warm air circulating in a building and a room with a very very high ceiling it's like 25 feet or something i, no, I, I don't like know i really feet. wish i knew that it's like five meters more than five six, six meters i've been up a ladder there to, oh, to yeah. mount the projector yeah 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 that's right it was pretty far yeah it was pretty sketchy yeah, yeah. i mean how, how how long time do you do you need to warm up the it's it, it can't happen you can't you can't get it warm it's always going to be cold it's just like you can yeah you, you can burn as much wood as you want in there. <laughs> not going to happen you can get it to a comfortable temperature but not i mean right now there's no way we could hold an event here because of how cold it is outside that has a lot to do with mm. the temperature on the inside so it's kind of interesting in a way that we have to we have to work a little bit with the seasons we have to work a little bit with nature to kind of be able to run this building and know when when to do what and when it's actually just not worth it you know mm. maybe that'll change in the future maybe we'll you know get the, some other source of heat some or whatever, electric but, heating or something but yeah i mean you just lose so much heat through the windows. Yeah. I remember being in that concert. It was yeah. really cool. It was very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, actually, I the, the performers were some of those uh, punk, punk kids. Punk kids. Yeah, that's what I was just <laughs> about to say. <laughs> they were jamming out in here back in the day. Yeah. That's maybe one of the most giving things about running this building, because obviously, as you said, that you know, it's it's been a lot of work. We're, we're not we're not in any kind of paid position. We're literally doing this out of interest for building up a nice creative space but one of the most giving things is that you have people coming in and they're just so amped and so excited that there's life in the building again because mm. they wanted to see it for many years but like you said Marius, that no one really it, it's such an enormous feat of uh, energy and you know it's such an enormous thing to have to do most people were just like that would be cool mm. but i don't have the capacity to do it and there's I mean, no money in it yeah do, right. do you get paid to run this place hell no no? We pay to run this. Place. You pay. To run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you pay the rent. Yeah. You administrate the whole house so that you can keep it um on their feet and uh, have a uh, have some life. Yeah. Well, we get to have a workshop in here, and you know, we get to do the things that we were educated to do. Mm. As uh, we're both educated as artists, so um, I mean, a lot of artists uh, feel that they need to move to the city because that's where the the scene is, and we don't believe that in fact we've proven that that's incorrect there's way more opportunity out in the district because all over norway there are houses like this huge old timber houses that aren't being used and it's just a golden opportunity if you want to do something creative you mm -hmm. can find a place like this or, or you can come here yeah yeah exactly yeah. And you yeah, skip all I, the work like, i heard you you have a project uh, going on about uh, artists coming to to Tinset and uh, from all over the world 
and uh, having some uh, residence, uh, staying for here for a while. And can you explain a little bit more of, about that project, uh, Marius? I, I can I can do that. Yeah, that's our, our main focus actually right now is, uh, so we have this building uh, as sort of the main workshop. So we have a, a bunch of uh, sort of, uh, let's say cubicles downstairs, sort of spaces that we, we rent out to, to artists. And what we're working on right now is to get, uh, well, it's not the next building over, but the, the one after that. So it's right down the street. Like it's an old Swiss villa from approximately the same time as late 1800s uh, and it's been vacant for the past nine years. Uh, it's also owned by the council, the same as this. And uh, we've convinced them that they should invest in their property and, and uh, uh, refurbish it, uh, sort of upgrade it a little so we can actually use it to, to house artists so they can live there and then they can work here and uh, sort of make a show and we can we have a gallery in town as well so we can you can come here, make a show, uh, exhibit, probably sell some work, and then, you know, put that on your CV and move on with your life. That's really <laughs> cool. I mean, that that is something that brings life to a society. I think it's amazing to have so much uh, cool culture uh, coming out from all over the place. I mean, I remember in that concert, talking about the concert, uh, I met uh, Canadians, uh, two Canadians that were visiting you guys. Dana D, Trevor Gear. Yeah. Yes. Shout out. Two of the best Canadians yeah. ever. I remember, <laughs> yeah, amazing people. I, uh, they were really, really, really good people. And, um, and one of them is a musician and the other is a clown. It's a clown, hmm. professional clown, man. Yeah, busker. Or uh, maybe that's the Norwegian translation of it, actually, when they they call them street performer. Yeah. Um, they So because this is a project we've had in our heads, like I would say almost since we started out here, but for the first couple of years, we just focused on getting our own printmaking workshop up and running. Um, but in our minds, we always saw it as a place that could house uh, more people, both on permanent basis and um, also as visiting artists. So when the discussion first got going about this house a couple of doors down from where we are now uh we decided that we could sort of prove the value of doing something like that by inviting some of our artist friends who were willing to stay with us for a month in our little house and work here and give something back to the community because that's sort of quite central to the idea of inviting people different skill sets and different backgrounds and mm -hmm. different knowledge of different things that they can sort of either put on an exhibition or mm -hmm. run a workshop or do something mm -hmm. to kind of inspire the the local community so we had the opportunity of and on a number of occasions to invite friends from elsewhere among other people our canadian friends mm -hmm. to come and sort of test out if the whole concept of the project would work or be a, a success mm -hmm. when when i was thinking like uh art residence i was thinking just like uh, painting artist visual artist visual yeah. artist and not like other more uh, other people and then it's really cool that it's like it's a broader it's not only that right musicians or yeah well our, our main focus is obviously art because yeah. that's what we're yeah. interested in but we are uh, are in dialogue with uh, both the theater uh, the jazz club we've talked a bit about um, being able to house musicians there film so festival. the film festival as well yeah so Primarily, I suppose the original idea was to just have artists come here, but I don't see that as sort of a benefit to limit it. I, I think we'd benefit more as a society 
if we sort of open it up to all avenues within culture. Maybe we can say something about that we organized a film festival in this uh, cinema. Here in this cinema, we organized a film festival since 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. In this cinema, which was the 100 years. Yeah, it was yeah. the centenary yeah. celebration. Yeah. yeah. And of the cinema. Yeah. Of the cinema, yeah. here. Last year, we had the ambassador greeting us. Yeah. The Mexican the, ambassador. The Mexican ambassador. In a suit. So uh, maybe could he, could he stay in that house? If he Hell came yeah, to visit? dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. We got a room for you, man. I guess. I guess. Come on down. <laughs> I th- this is a direct any invitation to <laughs> any ambassador who wants to come to yeah. Dinset right now. Um, no, well, a little part. I mean, it's a, it's a big task to try and figure out how one sort of rotates a number of people through a house and plans what they're going to give back to the community or plans how their stay is going to evolve. So one of the ideas was that we would try and connect people with sort of existing annual events. So we can sort of make a timeline for the year based on things that already happen. There's a in April, there's usually a sort of Children's World Culture Day, uh, which could be something that people could come and participate in. Mm. Um, and then there's the Jazz Festival in August and the theater are hopefully going to um, get their um, short. I don't know how to translate that very well, but you know what it's I mean? It's called Kortspil, which means a uh, card game. No, it doesn't mean card game. But uh, it <laughs> yeah, means... That's where I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it does as well, that's yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought it meant. Our Canadian first. friends yeah. emailed the uh, the card game because they actually came and took part in the Kortspil and yeah. they emailed the, the, just car, s- the card s- game. Short people. plays is what it means. Like yeah. short, short plays. Little bits. So a little yeah. theatre yeah. festival. I suppose we're, we're mostly talking about festivals of different kinds here. And then mm. the film festival, which Sergio is your uh, baby, actually. Mm. Um, but we have collaborated on for past couple of years it's taken place from a friday to a sunday and we've only been doing it for a few years together but it is very much growing so the idea that we could connect up you know even maybe film students mm. or people who make art films or you know yeah. anything that's kind of thematically appropriate to the film festival mm. we could have people here in that period and i guess it, it needs an organization i mean if you have a, a house you need to coordinate who is staying where and that the house is in the way that it should be and, mm-hmm. and all that and it's really good that uh, it's some sort of a structure to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like well, it's all about dialogue yeah. and mm. just talking with the people trying to do something, mm. make, uh, make a cultural event happen here. Uh, and we just all talk together and figure out collectively what time spaces we want to yeah, because mm, You know, well, I'm from Mexico and I post a lot of images from Norway. Uh, I came from Mexico in 2014. And when I post a lot of pictures, ma- many of my friends on Facebook and Instagram are Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And then they, when I post my pictures from Norway, from Tinset, yeah. everyone is like, wow, it's really cool. Because it's, it, I can just imagine like how attractive can a uh, residence, an art residence be for an artist in, in, uh, in Latin America or in Asia or in uh, other places in the world. To come here and experience the winter and experience the society or experience like, I don't know, three months or or that part of Tinset, you know. And it's just like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, the, fir- the, wall. like the first season. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. We're, we're the wildlings out here. Yeah. <laughs> we are the wildlings. Wow, that's cool. Uh, I was just going to say I've experienced absolutely the same thing, uh, obviously coming from Dublin. Uh, a big city to a small town of 5,000 people-ish. Um, 
I have a lot of friends that also just get blown away by uh, the pictures I put up of just even just kind of random everyday life stuff mm-hmm. because people can't believe this landscape is just mm. here and and how, yeah. and not so far away either. And but it's a secret. No, no, nobody knows about this place, yeah. man. Exotic. Yeah. It is exotic. Yeah. It is exotic, and 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 culturally, it's quite different. Scandinavia, I would say, than you know most of the rest of mainland Europe or whatever. Um, mm. So even though no I, smiling. <laughs> no smiling yeah and, and bringing some people from all over the world like to bring more like diversity and smiling people yeah, <laughs> yeah we need some of that some more warm sharing uh, warm yeah. around and that's what i have felt here with i mean i guess you could almost say that uh this is the perfect example of it right here i mean we're to- we've got a mexican and irish and an american sitting in this uh podcast mm. studio that we have together i mean you are yeah. very much to thank for yeah. the, the yeah, everyone initiation of this podcast studio sergio and um this is what happens when creative people from different places who've experienced different things up to this point mm-hmm. come together you share ideas and you yeah. get new ideas based on your different skill sets yes, yeah exactly you know like we like our the skills and we just complement each other mm-hmm. and yeah and I, I i think you guys and 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 that is that is really important yeah it's kind of yeah more hands make light work yeah mm-hmm. and it's integral to to what we've always thought or the vision we've always had for this place is that uh what's the point in kind of doing things solo you know like what's mm. the point in sort of sitting i used to sit here a lot in this building almost entirely on my own and paint and it was like fine for a while because you get like a lot of calming relaxing moments and then after a while it gets really demotivating because you're mm. just like where is the buzz around me that i need to kind of keep getting new ideas keep mm. creating so that's essentially what we've been hoping to sort of recreate is is that that feeling of here we are together we can bounce ideas off each other we can inspire each other we can motivate each other and mm. it's, I remember like uh, last year you we were organizing the film festival and I, th- I remember in those months you, you didn't do it <laughs> you, you were you were not alone uh, for much time right no. <laughs> didn't manage to no yeah I mean it I I mean I think it's like the nature of being an artist right you have like periods of time that you get to focus a lot on your own practice and then periods of time where you're like oh yeah wasn't I didn't I get educated to be an artist at some (laughs) point in time (laughs) but that's I mean I think that's a little bit by design I don't think I've ended up in that situation or that we've ended up in that situation Mm -hmm. uh, by chance I think yeah yeah, of course Um, we like variety we like variety and we don't like nine to fives or eight to four as it is in this country I guess Uh, standard give me freedom or give me death (laughs) <laughs> America. 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 <laughs> Marius's yeah. motto. Yeah. No, but it's uh, amazing all the work you guys are doing here. I, I am like looking forward to the to the project of the art residence mm-hmm. because I think that is gonna bring a lot of interesting people to the to the town and it's gonna help to also like like a sort of a freedom of thought and to to exchange uh, mm-hmm. ideas and between a lot of people you know open the yeah. people uh, open the ideas of mm-hmm. well yeah openness is uh we're, we're lacking in that resource mm. I, I think a lot of people go to work and they go home mm. and maybe see each other on weekends mm. to create uh, an environment that's welcoming and mm. uh accepting exactly is sort of uh i sorely needed mm. many of the known municipalities in or uh, from norway are are very known for the artists, you know, mm. or like uh, uh, whenever I go to Roros, 
uh, which is a municipality north from Tinset, which is uh, quite known mm-hmm. municipality. Yeah, because yeah. it's a UNESCO World Heritage yeah. Site, so it's like very yeah. pretty, yeah. very Beautiful pretty, and, and yeah. And 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 and, and what I like is that uh, they have kept sort of the the they don't let the buildings fall off and 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 then they have artists there you know yeah. and they and that then that brings a lot of, of soul to the place you know that was kind of um also an argument we were making quite early on the process of trying to get the council to renovate this building a couple of doors down and we were saying based on the fact that we'd already had some friends visit as sort of guinea pigs for this residency project and what they wanted to see was Rambu, this building from 1889 that we've turned into an artist collective. They wanted to see all the other old wooden houses with all their different styles and painted in different colors. And a lot of that, I feel at the moment, is the stuff that's being replaced or, you know, knocked down to make space for apartment blocks and stuff. And and our argument is that that's not what's going to attract people from elsewhere because mm. you can see shopping centers and, and uh, apartment blocks anywhere, but you can't see the kind of buildings. Like Rambu is an amazingly unique mm. place that you're not going to find everywhere. And oh. you need to nurture, you need to like nurture that kind of charm that place has. And that's what maybe Tinset has maybe made some mistakes in some of the things they've gotten rid of. Whereas Roros, as you're saying, has like kept all those old buildings and yeah. now it's like... Yeah, because I, I I feel sometimes the many of the buildings here in in Europe they are similar, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. modern. Yeah, but but they 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 might be beautiful some and but they don't have like this sort of soul. Yeah. This 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 identity of being like this is from Tinset. Uh, this this building is from Tinset. This is how actually Tinset was in 1800s or like this is the architecture in 18 in the late 1800s interesting to see how uh, or what what is what is what are you doing with the house is is this gonna stay like as it is or what well i mean we're gonna sort of transform it to suit our needs as as artists Mm -hmm. but uh the building in and of itself we're gonna keep intact as much as we can it's more the internal layout of the rooms give it a fresh coat of paint you know Mm. spruce it up a little but we're not going to put a bunch of glass walls in here and try to turn it into something it's not but it's really cool to uh, because it's beautiful you know to see Mm -hmm. like houses from 1800s and it's it's just beautiful it's got a rich history it's been a lot of things and the way i see it like right now we are we're the people that are sort of deciding what this period is about but i mean hopefully we're not the last ones to 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 have some sort of project here or or use Mm. the space and at a certain point someone else is going to come along and and then it's going to be their turn to decide what it's going to be and i and i hope that we can preserve it so they have that possibility when that time comes yeah i mean that is amazing so it's a great project i know what so so that's the future and what else do you see in the future of more events i mean because as i said we it's since 2019 the start of 2019 that we have been running the whole building and in that time an amazing amount of things have happened actually apart from just clearing the place out i mean now we're sitting in this fully functional podcast studio that's like the latest addition you know we have a functional movie theater that we've now you know we've built a bar in it so it's already it's equipped to have events we're gonna get taps in here man yeah <laughs> make some ram brews ram brew we're just like branding everything ram mm. 
everything because it's just so it's It's just such a wonderful name so yeah podcast studio printmaking studio separate artist workspaces there's a maker space at the moment which has a lot of different equipment the museum across the road have a permanent exhibition room here which is set up to be to sort of show what an old projection room looked like well don't don't forget about the vhs store oh both the vhs stores yeah can you say a little bit well you you know back in the day when you had to like go out of your house to get to get a movie Mm. and it came on like a cassette tape yes yeah vhs yeah you know big big black cassette tape yeah you know (laughs) it's like this is before dvds even if you you can remember that far back (laughs) but um yeah so we made a replica of sort of one of those dingy vhs rentals sort of like blockbuster but but not blockbuster no no because no. i remember blockbuster was like it's too a big one with like glass it's not that and fancy yeah. but this 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 is more like the one i remember like in the in the block in yeah, the, yeah, in, yeah. in the neighborhood yeah. the one that is in the neighborhood and is renting and we've got like a dingy red yeah. light bulb in there and there's like a little one of those you know bub, you know kind of bubbly like <laughs> old school tvs that we have mounted on the wall so we can actually like CRT monitor. you can actually yeah. like test uh got a vhs yeah. player in there and stuff so Do you remember like how i i remember like uh not like forgetting to return it and i'm like yeah, yeah. Well, now, now you're in trouble to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To rewind too yeah. oh yeah you gotta be kind <laughs> rewind man so yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that in the, in this last couple of years, an amazing amount of stuff has happened and we're actually feeling a little bit right now, like, like we have conquered a little bit in each room, you know, there's, there's nowhere that's still a junk pile. There's nowhere that requires like an excessive amount of work. The building has, it's found its identity a little bit again, and it's kind of, it's taken shape. And, and that's why it's now even more important to put more time and effort into the next stage, which is the residency. Getting the word out about this place and making it attractive, uh, or not making it, it is attractive now, but making people well, Making see. it accessible mm. yes. to, to a wider range of and people. And share the culture to, to the community. Well, that's the motivation, yeah. Mm. To share, like, sort of the culture and... Yeah. I mean, having uh, people from all over the world, pictures from all over the world, like art from, all, yeah. like. And it mm. goes both ways too, right? Because it's like, from the people we have had here, we've experienced that they have just been as happy and motivated and inspired to be here as the people around them have been to experience their visit here and what they've given back to the community. So it's it's very much a win-win. It's an exchange, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, last not but least, what about the fi- uh, film festival, international film festival? It's, it's, it is my it is my little baby, but yeah. <laughs> but I will never take but, that but, away. But uh, <laughs> it is our baby. <laughs> Yeah, but, but you uh, had you had but, uh, it before. I mean, mm. it's impressive because you you had started it before you moved to Tinset and moving to Tinset where there's not like a huge population and a, not a huge um, culture of having a film festival, let's yeah. say, or, or having that type of thing. I, I, I think it's impressive that you didn't let that sort of stop you. You were like, yeah. of course, I'm just going to change it to Tinset film yeah. festival. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it takes time. Some, some, some projects take time. And people need to, just to have the possibility to to watch Mexican movies, Irish movies, or Polish or Arab movies, or uh, art anywhere films. We've art also films. Had art films, yeah. which is like a good so that's super important. And I think film festival is it is the right place to be in. That you are leading the film festival. It's I think it's Thanks. gonna uh, it's gonna bring very positive things to the film festival and collaborating together. We're still collaborating and making it big mm. it's gonna be fun yeah better mm-hmm. every year 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the first year we collaborated on the film festival was really the first time that we properly put on an event because like we were talking about earlier, the there was a concert that kind of was the thing that kicked off having events in this building again after many years of not having them. But that was a We were just the kind of people who rented out the space. So I would say the film festival, we had a couple of sort of warm up movie nights, but the film festival was really in 2019 was really the first thing mm. event we kind of uh, were involved in organizing and it was a big learning curve yeah. and we still learn from every event yeah. but now i think we have like this whole new skill set which Script. is around like yeah, <laughs> event organization yeah. which is like maybe not something we necessarily planned or or yeah. dreamt about but it's like they well, don't teach you that in school uh, no but now we know how to put on pretty yeah. uh pretty fun events yeah. and it's it's i mean it just adds to the whole because even if you have mm. people who aren't interested in art or the the kind of workshops we run downstairs in sort of what is the production zone you, you can almost always entice every sort of age group uh, and, mm. and a demographic with an, a fun event so mm. the more people in the building the better yeah yeah because hey, i forgot just last thing one more thing last one more thing least, but least well, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> least but last rambe that was Rambe. amazing oh, the halloween yeah the halloween yeah. that is That's a really interesting a collab with the the theater actually yeah. They, yeah. we had a haunted house downstairs this is amazing it, it's perfect for this house, you know? so many screams it was great yeah i know i mean you have a building that's more than 100 years old and even though Halloween is not actually a it's very It's already big, pretty spooky. Like It's already, I mean, there are some people who don't want to be here in the evening times on their own. Like genuinely quite a lot of people have said that. Oh um, yeah, it's totally haunted. Yeah. Definitely we're running, haunted. We're running yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, so what, what more, what, there's no more perfect place than this to have a Halloween event mm. and uh, collaborating with the theater was awesome. So we, we had set up, I mean, it was an insane amount of work because uh, we are using all those spaces downstairs daily so I mean there is just like materials and equipment and had to break down the entire workshop mm. to because to we yeah, yeah because we made the entire first floor into a haunted house where people had to be kind of led through in the dark or with very little lighting and there was numerous scares along the way and then they eventually arrived up in the second floor where we showed a scary movie and had a party the conjuring yeah mm. I saw people hiding Hiding from, <laughs> yeah. the, from the screen. I, was, I remember hearing like screams, like it was like. Ah! It was so good. It was so. It was, uh, they so were proper like scared. Yeah. Was I was. Uh, it was. Yeah, I think it was amazing. I mean, they, we have Corona. I mean, Corona has affected. It limits everything, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, because it it has affected the podcast studio. The we have we we didn't manage to get all the things at time. Because we were just sort of getting warmed up after that first film festival we did in 2019, which mm. happened in October. So like not terribly long before everything happened. Mm -hmm. And then we were just kind of like, you yeah. know, we were amped to like, OK, now we've got this event yeah. thing sort of figured out. Like we're going to, you know, 2020 is going to be the year we're going to put on all these crazy cool events. And I mean, I'm still kind of impressed that we did. We did the film festival still successfully in mm. October 2020. And we had this Halloween mm. event. And we also we had an exhibition in the summer and we weren't allowed to have an opening in the mm. gallery. So we held like a pop up exhibition and opening garden party type thing outside. Mm. So we still managed to do some really cool stuff, but like it's um, limited what you yeah. can get away with. Yeah. 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 Without contagion, without. Uh, yeah. Uh, no one got Corona here yet. yet. Well, yeah. Corona. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. With uh, the right people, like making the right uh, decisions to avoid uh yeah mm -hmm. uh, what is called smith 
Yeah, uh, just uh, social distancing. Yeah. You got the masks, you know, <laughs> yeah. get get the liquor on your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> that should be Straight our slogan whiskey. when you come Straight in the door. Whiskey. Get yeah. the liquor on your fingers. Um, oh. So, yeah, I mean, it, when all things considered, I mean, considering there was a pandemic this year, I, I it's it's sort of amazing how much Rambu has still progressed mm. in, in what I would say it's sort of infancy still as what we are trying to make it. Mm. Um, so it's only onwards and upwards, really. Yeah, just keep grinding. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, good luck in your project uh, and our uh, and yeah, some projects that projects. I am with. Yeah, yeah. So collaboration station. Great job, you guys have been doing amazing job here in uh, Tinset in the community in the municipality. I think this brings a lot to the municipality as in culture in many other ways, artist way. Uh, so. Check out Rambu on Facebook yeah. if you're curious. Yeah, yeah maybe you, you want to have a good time. You want to have fun. You like having fun? Come on down. Yeah, come. Or Are you? MBU. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Look it yeah. up on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for cool. the interview. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, thanks, Sergio. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.